boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in LA. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. As a ghost, I must advise. Don't look in Mike Lawson's eyes. Candlesticks and guillotines. That's how he kills his friends. That's how he kills his Hey, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 week, fifteen years. And every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Hey, Joey. What hello, do you Mike know? <laughs> You're going, listening to the on? Catching Up Show. Wait. With Joe and Mike, and I'm Joey. <laughs> Still have the I'm Joey. And then we, What's up with you? we, we, What's we were settled in, in, in where the best podcast is it the Cream City or Queen City? I don't know. I think it's Queen City. What is is Buffalo the Queen City? Anyway, Joey, how are you? Joey, hello. Hi, Mike Lawson. How are you? <laughs> We can't lose them this quickly. Well, because now I'm <laughs> puzzled to what, for a minute or what two, the li- well, for people who are listening don't know what we're talking about. There's this amazing <laughs> podcast that uh, stopped putting out new podcasts like two years ago called Cocktails and Cream Puffs. It's actually a really cool sociological kind of like experiment because he puts <laughs> out content that's like a month old. Oh, a so month? Hear, like four months old? What are we talking about? So you're hearing like weird news that's like from the distant from the not so distant past it's not like really old news where it's like years ago yeah it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. slightly old enough that you like don't care about the minutiae anymore it's mm-hmm. like you might remember that story but you don't remember caring about all those details that we cared about then yeah well yeah exactly it, it's one of these things where it's like um and i've, t- I've talked to joey Boohacker about this where i've said Boohacker, just don't do news and then you can release the shows whenever you want. They're evergreen. Now nah, we're a pop culture news podcast. And then meanwhile, you listen to the latest episode, and he's like, oh, did you, I hope that hurricane doesn't hit Puerto Rico too hard. And you're like, what? <laughs> Joe, how are you? Let's get into it. I would like to know how you are. I, I love your opinions on other people's podcasts, but how are you? Well, you know, one of you know today. This is not one of my stories, but today I I, I went. To, I just came back from the movies. I saw Mission Impossible with uh, John Paul. He and I have been going to see a movie every week lately, and That's uh, nice. we ran out of movies, so we went to go see Mission Impossible. But it was really good, by the way. But we, it was later than usual because um, he and Evil John went to the Mexican Independence Day parade. Which, if you remember, I used to always go to my cousin Richard's house. And oh, watch yeah. the parade. And I don't know. If, I, I don't even know if I've told you this privately or anything. But you know that Richard's not talking to me anymore, right? Yeah, we've talked about it on the show or in private. Uh, it could. It was either on the show or like in the after show. We did talk about it though, because I you were saying something about how you had nothing planned. I said you need to go hang out with your cousin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. well, he's not talking to me. And yeah, he's like, not yeah, talking to me. Exactly why it would be great. And here's the funny thing: two things. I cannot figure out why he's not talking to me, but this is truly, and this is, I mean, real here, um, I don't care, <laughs> which is sort of weird, right? Yeah. But you know what? Before we get, to, let, me, let me get to this first. My theory is, I, I, have, I have zero clue why he's not talking to me. I, I, just, I literally just came up with this theory like today. But you're not talking to him. Why are you, like, that's something you need to tell us no, what no. that's about too. Oh, well, okay. That's a whole other story. I mean, but, like... The, it, he could be saying the exact no, same story. No, no, no. I've right reached now, out right? to him. I reached out to him. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't talk to me. But what's funny is my here's my new theory. Is remember that fan? Remember the fan that um that that saw me at the uh, the playwriting class or whatever? Yeah. He and Richard are friends now. And he started okay. listening to catching up. And I'm wondering if he went back far enough in the catalog where he's like, Richard, Joseph horrible things about you. 
you but I feel like everything you said for the most part was like I don't know. Like it wasn't like you were dishonest, right? No. It was honest stuff and it a lot of times it was like I don't know, he knows your sense of humor and who you are. Yeah. Oh, I don't But I guess yeah, maybe the the thing that might be all, bad for you though is if this kid from the class is talking to Richard, mm-hmm. telling him what you say instead of Richard hearing it, because Richard would know when oh, you're like, "I see what you're saying." My cousin be... is horrible. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that could he be might it. pick that up. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But here's, the, I was actually thinking about this. How particularly dicky what Richard's doing is is now, and I'm being honest with you. I truly don't care. In fact, I never think about it until someone asks how Richard is doing. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's not talking to me, right? I truly don't care. But what's extra dicky about it is that Richard was there during the Jose uh, ghosting me thing. And he yeah. knows how much that affected me. Now, that now this doesn't even affect me 10% of what Jose did, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the fact that he knows that it affected me and he's doing, he's ghosting me is extra dicky. Does that make sense? Even if it doesn't have the intended yes. effect... Even if it doesn't have the intended effect, it's still extra dicky. Now, I know it's not my job to play devil's advocate. Sure, As sure. a friend, sometimes you're just supposed to know whatever. But, sure. like, he's also your cousin. Like, I feel like in your head, maybe the reason this isn't that big of a deal, too, is because you know, like, you guys will be back. It's just, like, you guys need some time. And well, yeah. And that's, that's what I've told his sister slash my cousin, Natalie is uh i go like i I go one of the reasons i think it doesn't bother me is that like i just know we're gonna talk again yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm not that worried about it yeah. um I, you, if you just like aren't in need of it right now then you know be cool with what where it's at yeah 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 but let me so that's not even one of my stories but i've taken up some time what's going on with you mike lawson what what's what's going on with you well, here's a story, Joe. Sure. <laughs> um, do you remember the uh, I yeah I used I went to I was like on a patient panel at this thing at a college up north. I don't remember how much I told on here. I remember talking about like a, a, an app that basically getting like Fitbit data into a health record. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? I did some consulting. Yes. Um, I remember telling a couple stories about the group, nothing too specific, but mm-hmm. there was a woman in the group, older lady, sure, friendly, very active, like mm-hmm. marathon runner almost. Oh, really? Diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, friendly, but like didn't know much about her. Mm-hmm. She lived in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We never socialize outside of this group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we talked monthly on sure. these calls. So like, I was getting to know her. I learned about like her family and Mm -hmm. she loved to bake bread, but she didn't eat it. So she used to give it away Mm -hmm. after baking it, which I always thought was absurd. Mm -hmm. Find something new to cook that you'll eat. Meanwhile, if a bird would have been vomiting by it on the street, you would have picked it up and eaten it. What do you mean? Go on. I don't get it. Go on, go on. So the, um, this lady's just was nice. Older, Whatever. Mm -hmm. So I haven't talked to her. This project ended, by the way. Um, The research was kind of like done. The part of the research I was doing was done, so they no longer needed me. Um, It was great timing because I couldn't really commit to what they required of me anymore. Anyway, so we all kind of part ways. There was like a nice goodbye, whatever. And this is about a year ago, okay? And out of the blue, I get an email uh, last week from the daughter of this lady and to tell me she passed away. <gasps> yeah. And I'm, I mean, I didn't know her that well. Mm-hmm. She, she was not a young thing. Um, so I'm not, you know, she, she lived a great life. She was whatever, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. The daughter tells me that this woman has a very complicated will. Okay. And I am mentioned in the will and she has oh. something to give me. Oh, <laughs> So I'm at, like immediately I'm like what yeah. thinking like all these and riches and treasures are get. Mm-hmm. what all these riches and treasures are coming your way 
Yeah, million to Mike. So she's like, don't get your hopes up. My mother had a very quirky will. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like giving away her stuff. There's This is just a small memento she wanted to give to you. Mm -hmm. So memento is weird too because like that that implies like something sensitive. Like she, I don't know, cared about me in a way that I didn't care about her. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds a little bit heartless, but like, it was just this like working relationship. Like I didn't wish any ill will towards her, but I I was not sending her a Christmas card this year either. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. So before work on, I think Wednesday last week, my, I arranged to meet the woman at the uh, like ferry building in San Francisco. So I go into the city a little early and I meet up with them. They're very nice. And Joey, the woman left in her fucking will to put all of the insulin in their fridge and give it to me to meet up with me in San Francisco to give me her insulin. (laughs) I mean, it's very nice, Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit bizarre. It's almost like, I don't know. So she, I mean, it's saving me about $300 in copay. So it's like a substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, List price is probably thir- closer to three thousand bucks. Oh, so wow. like it's a it's a substantial amount. It, I'm gonna coast on it for a while, mm-hmm. but I'm also thinking like, what if it's haunted? That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking too. It, what if like you use the insulin, then her spirit is inside of you? <laughs> it's fine. I've used a dead person's insulin before this is not my first time well look that is not surprising actually that's the least surprising thing you've said today (laughs) that is not surprising that you've used a dead person's anything did you kill this person i had a friend's grandmother die and the friend who actually also has diabetes Uh um she's allergic to the kind of insulin her grandmother took so i got it all (laughs) wait how, how many different kinds of insulin are there well, like this type of insulin, there's two types, and mm-hmm. she just had she gets like an allergic reaction to one and not the other. Have you started like, using the um the uh the insulin yet? No, not yet. It's all in the fridge. <laughs> what? My cousin, what's that noise? <laughs> it's my body. <laughs> my my. This lady, by the way, Joey, told me that also in the will, she's mailing a flower vase to Utah. (laughs) Like, this lady just had a crazy will where she wanted to give away everything. So. Be sure to bring your death certificate. What's up with you? Why don't you tell a story for once? Yeah, I'm not good at the stories. You know, so this this is actually two, one of my, you know how sometimes I do these long stories and they're two-parters? Mm-hmm. This is a two-parter story. So, uh, okay. So, and I have to go way back. I have to explain things, but it, here's the deal. When my hypochondria first started, like at the end of July, and I went into the doctor, I was convinced I had some kind of cancer. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and I would tell the doctor, would tell me that with, I didn't really have any of the symptoms, but I would say, well, this is happening. That is happening. Uh, you know, and she would be like, ah, I don't, just wait, wait a while, right? So, you know, in that, in the month of August, I took my medication, you know, my, I went through that depression, I got better. And then I had a follow up appointment because well, I also thought I was having heart disease. Okay. And so she set up a stress test, which I think I talked about on here. Didn't yeah. I talk about my stress test on here? Uh, we talked about it. I don't know if it was on here. Who knows? Yeah. I went and got a stress test done. I, I was the youngest per. I, I'm in, you know, I'm a, a spring chicken. I was the youngest person there by 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. And uh, I go to get the stress test. And I, long story short, I, everything came back. My heart's completely fine, normal, healthy, perfect. Looks like Linda Evangelista, stuff, right? But yeah. during the follow-up appointment about my stress test with my doctor at the end of August, now now I'm emotionally a lot better. I no longer think I have cancer or anything like that, right? And hypochondria at bay. 
And I go to see the doctor and, um, you know, remember because of my depression, I really wasn't eating very well. And I got this new thing where I want to eat healthy now. And it's a whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, I lost a ton of weight. Okay. And okay. and then, and, I, and, and my stomach problems were still happening when I saw the doctor. My stomach problems have been gone since I've seen the doctor, which is crazy. But when I saw the doctor that day, I was still having stomach problems. So I go in, I get my stress test results, but I say, look, I still have the stomach problems. And I'm thinking, like, what are you going to, like, are you going to give me Zantac or some sort of medication for the stomach, right? And the doctor says, well, look, you came in here in July and you said you thought you had cancer. Now you come back, and I'm very happy for you that you've lost a lot of weight, but you're saying you have stomach problems, you've, you've lost a significant <laughs> amount of weight in a month. She goes, I don't think you had cancer. She goes, I, she goes, I don't think you have cancer. You told me you've been eating healthy and stuff like that, but now you've set up a, a position where now I have to check. Sure. She goes, and look, I, she, goes, and I, she, goes, she says, I'm 99% sure you don't. You don't have any of their symptoms. Yeah. We can explain the weight loss, but she goes, I would feel horrible if I let you go and it turns yeah. out that there was something wrong, right? Worst case, you catch something that you can treat. Exactly. Right? So she goes, so I'm going to order a CT scan for you. Now, have you ever had a okay. CT scan done? No, never. No, I never had had it done either, right? And it's a CAT scan and they put you through a large, like, it looks like a big donut, essentially. It's not the big tube like it is like with the MRI. It just looks like a big donut, okay? Okay. And... um. She says, I'm going to put you, I'm going to get you, order you a CAT scan. Well, last week I had the CAT scan done. And by the way, when I left the doctor that day, I was completely freaked out. I'm like, okay, well, now I have, it was back to like, I have cancer, right? Right. But I talked yeah. to my parents. Both my parents have had it done. Um, Sweet Michael has had it done. Uh, everyone, a lot of people have had it done for, for a number of reasons. And, uh, and so I, that made me feel better, right? So you know yeah. who else has had it done? Is this Taylor the Latte Boy? Now Taylor the Latte Boy has it. Taylor the Latte Boy has it done every three months, okay? Oh. Because he did have cancer, you know. Okay. So so right now he's in the phase where every three months they oh. check to make sure the cancer hasn't come back. Oh, by the way, everyone should know. I'm going to tell a story about Taylor the Latte Boy. I have spoken to Taylor the Latte Boy. I've run it by him. He's given me his blessing to tell this story on the show. Okay. Okay. So when I was talking to Taylor, and Taylor, and I have to thank Taylor. He did an amazing job. He's like, here's everything that's going to happen, right? So that I wouldn't be, so to make me feel less anxious about it, okay? And pause real quick. So anyone who's new to this, yeah. Joe runs another podcast called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap that's really great. And his co-host is named Taylor, and he goes by Taylor the Latte Boy, who also has a podcast of his own called Pod is My Copilot, which is wonderful. And you can find it as at podismycopilot.com. Yeah. Joe, continue. Thank you. So he's walking me through every step, like every detail, okay, of what happens at a CAT scan. And what's funny is when he was talking to me, he had just had one done. He had just had his, his, you know, three or six month checkup, you know, on his CAT scan. And he's, and he tells me the story about how, you know, it was scheduled for the, because when you have a CAT scan, you can't eat for four hours before the CAT scan. Okay. Okay. But you have to go in two hours early to drink this drink. Okay. So... He uh, says that when he was leaving the house, his house, uh, you know, he was leaving Babalu, his husband, was like, do you want me to go with you? And he was like, no. And he like, you know, grabbed a granola bar and took a bite and then, you know, guessed his insulin, shot up his insulin, you know. And because mm-hmm. um, that was he waited for the like the last time he could eat before he did, ate it. Right. And then he drives over to the. Uh, clinic for his CAT scan, right? Yeah. On the way to the CAT scan, he notices he's feeling weird and he realizes as he's almost there, oh shit, my blood sugar's really low. Like really, 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 really low. Yeah. So he walks in to the hospital or to the clinic, wherever he goes, and he's trying to check in and uh, the, 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 the people checking him even notice that like, he looks ashen. And he says, my blood sugar is really low. And they freak out. 
And they're like, you, and then like they call managers and the manager's like, you have to eat something. And he, and Taylor's like, I can't, I have this cat scan. I can't eat anything. Like, yeah, we'll worry about that later. Well, don't, that is, that is not important right now. Right now you have to yeah. eat something. So Taylor goes, oh, well, I'm going to go to the, to the uh, vending machines and get like something sweet. But they didn't have anything like, the only thing they had was like soda and he didn't want that much sugar. So he goes to the pharmacy and he buys, are they called glucotabs? What are they called? Yeah, glucose tabs. Glucose tabs. He buys some glucose tabs, like, and the pharmacist is like, just don't even work, just here, eat, take it now, right? <laughs> like, oh, like his yeah. blood sugar was plummeting, right? Yeah. And so he does, and then you know, his sugar shoots back up, and everything's fine, right? Yeah, that's the basic story. And he's telling me how he's telling me this whole story, how it happened, how dramatic it was, and and all this drama, right? I'm like, wow, what a crazy story. So then, um, my parents insist on taking me to the um, CAT scan, even though like I can totally drive myself there and drive myself. They don't put me under or anything like that, you know. But my parents are like, we want to go with you. We want to be there. We don't think there's anything wrong, but we want to be there for support. I'm like, okay, that's nice, right? So um, we go to the clinic, right? And 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 so t- one of the things that they, is they make you drink this drink, okay? So I'm sitting, in, but and you have to sit there for two hours and sip on this drink, okay? Yeah. So I'm sipping on my drink, just sitting there, just chatting with my parents and just talking, doing crossword puzzles. Not that big of a deal, right? Half hour in, my dad's like, "I feel a little weird. Like I think my blood sugar is really low, right?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh my god, we better check your blood sugar." And she takes out the blood sugar tester, right? And she mm-hmm. tests his blood sugar, and it was 67. Whoa, yeah. Right? So I go, I go, there's a there's a vending machine right outside the door. Like, right outside the door of, of the where the where the clinic is. Uh, now I'm at a Kaiser Hospital. And as you know, Kaiser Hospitals have everything in one place. Okay, we'll come back yeah. to that in a second. So we're at a Kaiser Hospital. And so I go right outside the door of this radiology department. There's a vending machine. My dad goes, yeah, I, I feel I feel really woozy right now. Let me go check it out. Let me go see what's going on, right? So he, he like stumbles out, you know, because you know how it feels when you have low blood sugar. It does not feel good. Yeah, right. Right? He comes back with nothing. Uh-huh. And I go, what, what, why didn't you get anything? They didn't have anything I want. And I go... Your blood sugar is low. He goes, and I forgot Kaiser doesn't have unhealthy things in their vending machines. So all they have are like apples and bananas and like, um, you know, like turkey sandwiches on wheat bread, you know, and like Uh vitamin water, you know. So he's like, I don't want, I don't like wheat bread. I don't want an apple or banana. And my mom and I are like, you're Fucking blood sugar is low. What are you doing? But luckily... Yeah, drink your juice, Shelby. I know, exactly. Drink your fucking juice, Shelby. <laughs> right? Open your eyes. And uh-huh. what's funny is, because Taylor told me this story, I tell Betty, I go, just go to the pharmacy and get some glucose tabs. So she mm-hmm. run out the pharmacy. My dad's sitting getting like faint, right? Then Betty's gone for the longest time. Yeah. The pharmacy, Mike Lawson, the pharmacy is right outside the door. <laughs> right it's like it's uh-huh. like it's a it's the bathroom is farther away than the pharmacy so i finally go where's mom yeah and i go and there's nobody in the well my mom's in the pharmacy but there's not it's not like there's a long line of my mom's in the pharmacy right there's nobody there she's talking to the pharmacist and showing pictures of my niece <laughs> and i go can i just have one of the she's like joey her daughter is playing piano too or something about the piano right and uh-huh. i was like i could give me the glucose tabs i gave him i gave him one a glucose tab and he was fine but isn't that yeah. weird that taylor had just told me that story and because of that i thought of the glucose tabs and then go ahead it reminds me of my blind date story with diabetes stuff mm-hmm. what by the way all of our stories have diabetes in it to date so far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my next one doesn't though oh well i'm in it but um i went on a blind date years ago when i was in phoenix Mm -hmm. and oh well that's funny so i give this i this is part of a talk that i give when i'm talking about like social media and diabetes stuff on blind dates no 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 like when i give diabetes speeches this is like in one of the speeches i give okay just an anecdotal story Mm -hmm. so i call it a blind date but it was like 
I think it was like an Adam for Adam hookup. Yeah. <laughs> but I, when I'm talking to a mixed company, I say, I go on a blind, I went on a blind date. Yeah. And I, um, isn't it funny you've been on blind dates? Oh, I can't say that. Never mind. Go ahead. I go After show joke <laughs> on this date and, um, I'm at a restaurant Yeah, and I, like, I don't remember. I injected early. It was a stupid diabetes mistake that I made. Mm-hmm. And my blood sugar started dropping before he even arrived oh, at the really? date. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the table sweating, freaking out. N- nobody's paying attention to me. I'm ready to just, like, go get a Coke myself because mm-hmm. no waitress is paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. And before I, like, flip the table and make a scene, I just sent a tweet that said, like, low blood sugar and... Blind date equals fuck my life, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then some girl in Chicago just tweet <laughs> sends me a tweet, and she's like, "Sugar packets?" question mark And like oh. six inches from my elbow is the the what I needed. And I was ready to like freak the fuck out, but like an anecdotal, like somebody who's been there, like yeah. that advice is so worth something, you know. And then the guy walking up, and you're like snorting a, a sugar packet. <laughs> You think what the fuck? Rubbing it into my gums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Check, please." And you're like, "No one yeah. ever ordered anything." <laughs> didn't just, really work out. You just but... got it. Oh, it didn't. Yeah. Well, tell me about this guy. I, I don't remember. It was just like some I don't know grind or um, Adam for Adam hookup. But we like met up and had dinner first. <laughs> and that's how was... catching up started. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what are, are you done with your story? That's then, just part or one up? of the story. That's just part one of the story. Oh, let me, let me finish okay. that. So I go in, I have the cat scan done. Uh, I will say this I, 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 I want to leave the next story, leaves the hospital, but it's the same day. Because this, this story was at night, okay? So I, I got the last appointment, and so I was at 8 30 p.m. I was like the last uh cat thing they did, and um, it's funny because Taylor had told me like. Oh, um, when you, because what they do is you have to drink this drink, and then like the last thing they do is they put an IV in your arm, and then they shoot this um, something in you that so that your organs will show up on the CAT scan. And so the the guy Taylor says, "Oh, you're gonna feel really hot. It's really weird, but you're gonna feel really hot when you get this injection or something like that, right?" And then that day I was talking to Sweet Michael. Sweet Michael's like. It's the craziest thing. You're going to think, just you know, don't be scared. You're going to think you peed your pants, but you didn't, right? And I go, okay. And then I go and I'm laying down. The guy's like, okay, so I'm putting this IV in you. Once I give you the IV, one or all of three things are going to happen. You're going to get a metallic taste in your mouth. You're going to feel heat or you're going to feel like you peed your pants. And I go, oh, it's so funny. People, my, people told me this. I go, let me ask you this question. Has anybody really ever peed their pants? And he goes, I've been doing this for 10 years. No one's peed their pants. And he goes, that's all I need to know. Okay. So he does the IV. I got the heat. I didn't get the metallic taste in my mouth. I got the heat. And I got the peen in the pants feeling. It might, And I was giggling while they were doing this test because <laughs> now I, I knew to expect that. I knew I wasn't really peeing my pants. But it literally yeah. feels like you pissed your pants. Like you, like you can actually like feel like... It travel around your crotch and like it feels like I would have told you if no one would have told me that I legit pissed my pants. That's so weird. Yeah, it's so <laughs> so weird. And so then it passes after like a minute, and then you're and then you feel normal again. But that was the cat scan. I will get the results this week. I mean, I don't seem to have any uh, cancer symptoms, you know. But you never know. Yeah. And and let's let's all you know what if you're hearing this, everyone do close your eyes. And either if you're not if you're not religious like Mike, um, just think happy thoughts. But if you're religious, pray. <laughs> Hope that that Joe is totally cancer free. Um, sure. So that's the end of that story. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joe, I had one more story I wanted to tell you about. Um, oh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Remember last week I told you it was coming up. Yes. So I'm going to see it. A couple of my coworkers were uh, arranging kind of a group. And so I bought two tickets mm-hmm. thinking I will go and then I'll invite somebody. Sure. I don't know who, a friend, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe one of these grinder tricks that I'm meeting up with. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just kidding. But like, you know, whatever. I'm living living the single life, and maybe I'll invite a dude. Maybe I'll invite a girlfriend, or I don't know. There's people. Yeah. So I have two tickets. I have options. Okay. Yeah. So um, we didn't talk about this dude a lot on the show, I believe. Mm -hmm. But before Steve, but after Rod Kyle, there was Mm -hmm. this window where I was just kind of like. Like I am now, like living life, enjoying it. Yeah. And there was a guy who I met up with a couple times, but he was like clearly still hung up on his ex. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, I don't know. We we enjoyed hanging out and stuff, but like we just weren't kind of in the same place, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like his ex had just moved to Utah for like nursing school he kind of talked about like when he returns, I don't know. It was just, it just was like, I got that feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. So we hung out, we had actually had some mutual friends. We met on like grinder, I think actually, yeah, or Tinder. I don't know. And we, we had some mutual friends. So I actually saw him when I watched the Oscars, um, where moonlight won best picture, even though they called La La Land. Remember that? Uh Those Oscars, like we were at the same, bar together so because our mutual friends were there mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know he's nice oh we you know what we also went on like this weird walking tour of downtown oakland where they show us like art deco buildings okay so uh, we like have hung out a couple times but not much because i think that our purpose was kind of to like f- screw and to date kind of sure screw first Follow- then date that's just kind of like why we met and then when like steve you know came into the picture i wasn't like knocking down his door because screwing was kind of like the purpose of all that yeah so time passes anyway so we're still like friends on social media and he's he invited me to something once before but i didn't i said no um so like whatever we're connected yeah but um now so i open up grinder app because i have uh loaded it onto my phone and so i feel awful about myself yeah um fyi and he's on there and like he lives fairly close and we started talking again what's your grinder profile picture is it like is it your face is it like your is it like just your chest is it no i'm not a chest person yeah i don't get it either i'm not who looks at the chest and goes you know, I've noticed the che- if you have a chest, I always think you're hiding something, like a busted yeah. face, or um, you know what I sadly think it is. And I don't think this is right. I'm just sadly it's been my experience that often it's Asian guys who need to get an in because there's so many people who are racist against Asian people. I sure I. I, I mean, I don't have anything against the chest. I just feel like that's not my best feature. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you do you ever click on a grinder profile that's just a chest? No, I don't click. Well, no, I'm not a. I'm not like a browser, really. I don't know. Wait, what do you mean you're not this a browser? Is, like you, I kind you, of do, just like. Do you look like have conversations victim, with victim, people? Victim, victim, victim. Like, how do you like? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the. I didn't understand what you're saying, but yes, oh, okay. victims. I hey. So anyway, Joey. Yeah. So this guy Brian and I start talking a little bit, start texting, and then I'm like, hey, I have this ticket to Hedwig and the Angry Inch, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So the group of friends, like, there's a. It's not a lot of people. It's a small group, but um two of them specifically like i'm really excited to hang out with them. i've never hung out with them outside of work but we really get along mm-hmm. we just never kind of have mm-hmm. hung out mm-hmm. so i'm excited about it and um so i tell brian actually this evening like a few on my way home from the city today i text brian and i'm like hey do you have any plans on friday his parents are coming to town i know that so i was like when do they come to town i have an extra ticket to a show on friday if you're interested and he was like, you know what? They come in Saturday morning, so I could do Friday night. What show is it? I tell him. And he's like, my God, I'm actually really excited to see it. When the big tour came to town, I wanted to see it. Like, I'm I'm excited about it. And so I'm like, perfect. And as I'm kind of thinking, like, 
because I know where he works and kind of, I don't know what his Friday schedule is, but I start thinking about logistics and stuff. I'm like, what time does the show start? So I opened the email confirmation for my tickets, Joey. Oh, no. So we were going back and forth on Friday and Saturday. And I guess we landed on Saturday night, not Friday night. <laughs> oh, no. And so the like the ask has already been there, but not just the ask. He was like, I'm so glad you invited me because I'm so excited to see that see it it's something i would want to do myself so you bought the tickets and you took them on friday joey i immediately bought friday tickets. oh i was making a joke joey i had to what do you do what do you do i guess you i guess a normal person does that but i was taking in the equation that you were not a normal person so now i have two tickets for friday and i have two tickets for saturday oh. and i still need a date for saturday to you want to come, by the way? I should. I totally should. Um, it's not actually out of the realm of possibility, to be honest with you. You're, it's yours first if oh, you commit. I'll see what I can do. I'll okay. see what I can scrounge up. Uh, that's oh, I was making a. I feel badly. I felt like I spoiled your story, but I was thinking. No, that's. I mean, that, that's all I had to say left. Yeah, but I was thinking like, there's no way Mike Lawson would buy two tickets on a Friday. So I thought that'd be a funny joke, but uh, you really did it. Well, I felt like I kind of am obligated to. I feel like we'll have fun. Did you fun. pay full price? I also... What? Did you pay full price? No. Through today, ticks. No. Oh, 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 this isn't through your theater. No, this isn't at our theater. This is kind of a smaller community sort oh, of theater. They're, they're all... They're oh. equity, but oh. it's small. Oh. And... I, I don't know. It'll... It, I, on the plus side, I really like Hedwig. I really do. On the plus side, you're going to get ahead. No, I don't think we're going to screw, actually. I'm. I feel weird saying this on here because he could potentially hear it. I think he liked me when I was like a larger man, and he's probably not that into me now. Oh, really? Yeah. I. That's totally presumptuous. But I'm going to suspect. Has he based seen, on has, has he his seen what's going record. on? In your, has, he, has he seen what's going on in your pants? Um, that is TMI for the after show. Um, By the way, we record uh, all of our episodes on Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap, which you can find at MIXLR.com slash Drag Race Recap. And if you download the app, you get like and follow or something, you get notified if we're recording and you could come join us live uh, and participate in a chat room. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, and afterward, sure I will tell you a little bit more about this story, Joey. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. So let me tell you about um, – go ahead. Yeah. Wait. Are you going to finish your, your – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we leave the, the test. We're driving home, right? And My parents and I had met somewhere, and then I dropped off my car. My brother's actually. We met at my brother's house. And then I left my car there, right? And we're driving home, and – um, what's weird is when we were going down, cause you know, we, a lot of people who aren't from Orange County aren't going to know what I'm talking about, but we go down the 55. Oh, cause the only place in Orange County that does this test is in Costa Mesa. Okay. So the test was in Costa Mesa. So we're going down the 405 to the 55 to the five, uh, going north. Right. Yeah. And we notice on, as we're going down the carpool, you know, that, that big carpool ramp on the five, Yeah, we're going down it that, the entire freeway is stopped and the cops have like, are like carefully approaching like the empty freeway. We're like, holy shit, what's going on? Right. Yeah. So then we keep driving, right? We have to, you know, and then we're now on the 57. Okay. And then my, we pass angel stadium going towards my brother's house. And my dad goes, you can feel that the tire on the car. My dad's car is like, Making a weird noise, but you know, like sometimes it feels like you're just going over bumps on the freeway or something. And he goes, "I don't. This has been happening for a while. I don't think these are bumps on the freeway. I think we have a flat." Oh no! Right. Uh-huh. So he pulls. What's funny is he pulled off the exit before we were supposed to get off from my brother's. Right. So we're just only one exit away from my brother's exit. And we get off. We pull off the freeway on Orange Thorpe on the fifty-seven. Yeah. And there's a gas kinda station. Kind of close to my old hood. Yeah, kind of close to your old hood. There's a gas station right there. Like, right there is a gas station. And then there's, like, a, a like a greasy spoon burger joint called um, Tom's Place. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
And my dad pulls right into the parking lot of Tom's place. Um, and we get out of the car and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, look, there's the flat. Right. And, um, uh, he goes, yeah, maybe we'll just wait here. We'll call AAA and we'll wait here at Tom's place. I wonder if they're going to be open, you know, until AAA comes. You know, sometimes it can take like an hour, yeah. you know. Cut to your mom, like, talking to the AAA tow truck driver, showing pictures of your niece. <laughs> I know, seriously. You guys are just like sitting so there waiting. My my dad goes, Betty, go, go. But, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do my dad's voice. Betty, go, go inside the Tom's place and find out uh, if they're going to be open for like an hour. Mom's like, okay. And she walks in. And then I see her like super animated talking to the lady at Tom's place. It's like forever. And because of what you just said of the story from the pharmacy, I'm like, this, I think we need to get a fucking answer whether what's going on. So I go in there and I, I go, are they going to be open? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, they're open for like another two hours. It was like 930 at this point, right? And I go, okay, uh, is one of you going to call AAA? And she goes, oh, yeah. And so she runs out um, to to the car, right? And I see her talking to my dad, and I'm just sitting down in one of the booths, and then she runs back in, and I go, is one, are, is one of you calling AAA? And she just, like, waves me off, like, ah, right? Like, don't bother me right now. And she runs up to the woman, and she goes, on the sandwich, make sure it's light on the mustard. <laughs> and I go... What is going on? She goes, Joey, your father had low blood sugar earlier. We had to order him. I ordered him some food. And he goes, but did someone call triple A? Has someone called triple A? It's 930 at night. And she goes, ah, your father wanted to make sure they were light on the mustard because he doesn't like mustard, that much mustard. And I go, has someone called triple A? And she goes, Ugh. And so she finally calls AAA. She goes, if that's okay. if it's that much of a problem, Joey, just call your brother and have him come pick you up. I did. So my brother goes, okay, I'll go pick you up. And my brother, my brother, well, in, in fairness, my brother sped over, but I don't know why. AAA was super fast. They got there at the same time as my brother. So my oh, brother was even, yeah, my brother was like, why'd you call me? AAA's already here. I'm like, who knows? I don't know why they took so fast. They were like down the street or something like that. And so the tire got fixed. But, um, yeah, they were, my mom was more, my brother shows up, not only is AAA there, my mom is eating pancakes. <laughs> and my dad's eating a sandwich. And my brother's like, this is not an emergency. I'm like, I'll tell you in the car what happened. Once I told him in the car, he was like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> want to make sure he was light on the mustard. That was her big emergency. No one's called, by the way, the triple. That means the AAA could have been there faster. Sure. Well, I'm glad you guys are all safe and you got mm-hmm. home safely, obviously. Mm-hmm. We did. At that Great. point, yeah. I want to go back in the CT scan at that point. I, I probably really did pee my pants from the anger. <laughs> no one calling AAA. Uh, do you have any news stories? Any big news happening in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Um, this is a short one, um, but I just wanted to read it for you. The fatal beating of a 65-year-old man with a metal cane. Oh, no. What you be- do? Began with an argument over a slice of pizza, police said Wednesday. Surveillance footage captured the assault and showed that a verbal argument on 6th Street over pizza came first, according to police. Police found the man after the suspect attacked him with a metal cane. He was transported to the hospital, eventually died. Uh, An arrest has not yet been made. Police identified a suspect as a woman who beat this dude over the pizza. That's all. Because she wanted the pizza or... I don't. I don't know. They just were arguing over pizza. <laughs> I like to eat. You know, Mike Lawson used to have a podcast. Um, what was he that podcast again? <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Although it's tattooed onto my body. It's called. It was called what someone call kind of lies. Event. And at the end of every episode of what someone call lies, the 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 there would be a little kid who said, "I like to eat pizza." Right, because yeah. it wasn't it, you recorded it because you had this theory that uh, kids say pizza and not pizza, correct? Well, yeah, I, it was like I was in a conversation with my boyfriend at the time, da- mm-hmm. Daniel, mm-hmm. and I was saying like 
I, I f- don't remember how it came up exactly, but I called pizza pizza, mm-hmm. and he made fun of it. I was like, "Well, kids say it that way." Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, they the kids do not." And so I just asked one kid to say, "I like to eat pizza into a microphone." That was when I used to do podcasts with children. That's what got me turned on to this whole world. Wait, what? I yeah. don't know. I, I, started, I genuinely don't know this. You used to do podcasts with children? Yeah, I ran a a tech program at this boys and girls club mm-hmm. where the philosophy was kids come into the room and they say i want to do x and mm-hmm. then my job was to like lead them towards x mm-hmm. so it could be like i want to make my own video games and mm-hmm. then i would kind of help them get there mm-hmm. or do the research involved until they got bored and left so but there like was some kid that was with my like, job i want to hang out with a bunch of fat gay men in las vegas and <laughs> and just that's put, exactly what it was. And bitch and moan, and <laughs> then hopefully they have a party where they serve pizza, like that. <laughs> yeah. So some kids came and said they wanted to start a radio station. So we did some research and found out podcasting was more realistic. And so we had a recording studio in the tech center already. So we just kind of converted a corner to be a little more suitable for podcasting instead of the like other stuff kids were doing in there. And it was, so the boys and girls club was in Guadalupe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And if anyone knows Guadalupe, they know how challenging kind of that area could be for a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, we started a podcast <laughs> called the Guad squad. Um, and they Is did it, still it for around? a while. It was, it was good. Is it still around? Can we listen to it? No, I mean, I mean, I might have like pieces of it somewhere. There were, 90% of it was like shit. It was like oh, top 10 look. songs. And it was like, like, um, <laughs> Dante's top 10 songs of the week. And it was like just 10 songs that Dante liked. Mm-hmm. Look, um, still better than some, our average show. <laughs> there was some actually like cool, like almost like journalistic pieces. One kid did a, a story about the number, the high number of twins we had at our club versus the surrounding boys and girls clubs. Oh, really? Which was cool. Um, another kid did this like long story about like the floors at our boys and girls club and like the cost it takes to like clean our floors and like what a kid could do to <laughs> not be so messy in our boys and girls club. That was kind of cool. I, I swear to God, this is better than most of the podcasts that I've heard. <laughs> the kids me, but... i mean there were some it was usually the older kids that like put some like really cool effort into it and then the younger ones kind of were doing it to hear their voice but i think you know to e- each kind of level was doing the best they could they were mm-hmm. it was a cool it was a cool time anyway <laughs> um do you have any news stories that you wanted to share with us yeah, I tried to find the original story here, but all I can find is the L.A. story. Comedy Twitter takes shots at the guns and drugs found at Hollywood's abandoned I.O. West Theater. So there was an improv theater called I.O. West that a uh, friend of the show, Lori Roggenkamp, used to be a member of I.O. West. And she'd always bug me to go to these shows. And I, I would never go. I was supposed to be in one. And I, and I legitimately got really – have you ever – has this ever happened to you where, like – your dog legitimately eats your homework or you legitimately get sick and you feel guilty because you feel like the person yes. thinks you're lying. That happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. She had booked me to go on this show at iOS and I legitimately got like a really bad cold and could not go. Yeah. And I thought, you know, she thinks I was lying, but yeah, I really you're like taking it. pictures, selfies of your like red nose and yeah. like your green boogers in this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kleenex and sending I it. I still don't know if you didn't notice it this way. Anyway, Hollywood's iOS... But anyway, iOS closed down like in February or something like that. Hollywood's iOS comedy theater was supposed to be vacant since it was shut down earlier this year. But more than 60 people were detained in its former space on Wednesday during an early morning raid by Los Angeles police. It turns out the abandoned site in the Palmer Building on Hollywood Boulevard had been under investigation for months for possible drug use and gun sales. There were a lot of mixed feelings when I.O. and offshoot of Chicago Chicago's 
Improv Olympic closed down. Some theater members pointed finger. Who cares about this? The point is, the the theater closes and all these like druggies and vagrants and homeless people move in and start storing guns and um, clinging to their guns and religion in this iOS theater. And uh, I would, I guess, this is better a better story to tell Lori Roggenkamp. I wonder what her hot take is on hmm. this iOS thing. But the point is like. How fucking sad that like a theater, like a comedy theater, closes down like within months. These druggies and homeless people. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I bet you most of them were comedians that used to be there. I don't know. No. How I told the different. Oh my god, comedians are such low lives. I swear to God, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, huh, vacant comedy theater. Now we have a place to live. I'll, I, I'll bet you of the sixty people there, I'm telling you at least ten. No. At, okay. You know what? I think you're wrong. Hold please. Uh, you know what? I can't patch Lori Roggenkamp in, but uh, maybe she will answer. Let's see if we can get Lori Roggenkamp on speakerphone here. I don't know if she'll answer. Because, you know, often, too, she's, like, doing some sort of stupid show at this time right now. Um, here we go. Calling Lori Roggenkamp on the air. Uh, she won't be able to hear you, Mike Lawson, but she'll hear me. Hello? Hey, Lori Roggenkamp, um, just wanted to know you're on the air right now on speakerphone on my phone. Okay. But I wanted your thoughts on something. Uh, I just did a news story about the 60 people that were living in the iOS theater storing guns and drugs and shit like that, right? Yeah. Did you? I any- haven't read too much about it, but yeah, I know about it. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I And I told everyone in, in podcast land that, you know, you were a member of iOS and you should do a lot of shows there. Yeah. And um, I was saying that comics are such fucking vagrants. That I wouldn't be surprised that you couldn't tell the difference between who used to usually go to iOS and who was living there with guns and drugs. Okay. Oh, I mean, I fully imagine that some of the we're going to find that some of the teachers were. <laughs> from, I'm also a little upset that now people choose to go there because I used to do shows for zero people. <laughs> Free shows, offering pizza, zero people. <laughs> So now all of a sudden it's empty and people are like, oh, I want to go there. I'll bring my own drugs. <laughs> the, the point is, but you, but you actually just answered my question because I said, odds are, I, I told Mike, I go, of the 60 people arrested, I bet you 10 of them were actually comics who were part of iOS before. Oh, that's generous. I would say it's probably like half and half. <laughs> yeah, it's probably people who didn't know that it closed down. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up, but... Uh, well, I mean, it was a big deal, I guess, because I, you know, I, like you said, I'm from the community. Uh, I uh, So it was a big deal in that era, in that sense. But you always get those people who are like, you're like, I wonder what if somebody's, you know, going in there, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, people are probably doing shows, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> You're, you're terrible at subtlety. Uh. Yeah. I had to do a two-month investigation. But anyway, Lori, I got to go. I'll call you right back. But I, I'm going to wrap up this show. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on this iOS theater thing. Tell her I said hi. Oh, okay. All okay. right. I thought you were going to talk about the Border Patrol agent who they say is possibly a serial killer. Oh, that. but you know what? <laughs> the, the rules of this show are that I have to do stories about Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Uh, well, there we go. From an iOS uh, <laughs> participant, Lori Rockingcamp. You should uh, do a podcast with her. She's very funny. Well, we're supposed to do Dragula for Drag Race oh. Recap fans, for people on Patreon. She will be doing cool. Dragula season. We've already done half the episode. We have to just finish the season. Okay. Oh, uh, so anyway, that's my new story. What do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Well, clearly I'm going to Hedwig twice. Oh, I know. <laughs> that That's happening. Um, I'm also, um, oh, this is news, uh, catching up newsworthy. I'm going to hiking with Steve on Saturday (gasps) morning. Yeah. So we've been kind of texting a little bit and, um, it seems very healthy and good. And basically it started with, um, I was telling him we have to like work out this friendship thing before Vanderpump rules comes back because we just watch it together and I think we should continue. Um, and that's going to happen. So friend hike on Saturday with Steve Hedwig on Friday with Brian and then Hedwig with someone else on Saturday night. So it'll be a weekend. 
It's what so, about you? That's so funny. You say I have a very busy week. I have um, men's group on Monday tomorrow. Which, by the way, we, we, I might have an extra story here because let me, I'm gonna go through the week, and you might have things to say about this. And the men's group is involved. So I have men's group tomorrow. My men's yeah. group therapy. My gay men's group therapy. Uh, I'll come back to Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm going to this event. I went there last month with, uh, uh, I don't think I talked about it we weren't recording shows, but with a friend of the show, Danny, uh, Danny H. Uh, we're going to go to this uh, thing called Queer Traffic in Santa Ana. And it's okay. uh, it's kind of like this cool, like, gay people just get together and just hang out mm-hmm. uh, in Santa Ana thing. And I went last month and it was a lot of fun, so I'm going to go again. Then Thursday, having dinner with some people... Um, and then Saturday, I'm going to go see a movie with Adam Della Pena about a documentary about this magician. And then Sunday, oh, I have a baby shower. My friend's having a baby and there's a baby shower for her in Malibu. So that's my, that's my week coming up. But Tuesday, it's funny that you're going camping with Steve. I'm seeing hiking. Oh, hiking, sorry, hiking with Steve. I'm seeing Cameron on Tuesday. Oh, Here's the what drama. Well, I, I, in case he listens, I don't think he does. I don't want to spoil any sort of surprise. So I'll tell you next week what we did. I know what it is, okay. but but it's supposed to be a surprise, and who knows, right? I don't want no yeah. chance of spoiling it. But I told, I talked about this with my men's group a couple of weeks ago, and, and I remember I was going to talk about it on the show last week, and I and I didn't because it was too. Fresh. Well, you can't come up here Saturday then. <laughs> Why? Because you just said you had something Saturday. Oh well, that that's up in the air still. The movie. Okay. So okay. anyway, um, Tuesday. Uh, oh, because here's why. So th- oh, okay, you're you're opening up a whole other can of worms here. Stupid, okay. stupid son of the show, Armando. Right. So he had told me with big tears in his eyes was like, "I'm gonna move to Stanford, and all the kids are gonna have parents helping them move in." On and and they're not gonna. I'm not gonna have anybody with me to help me move in. And, I, and he goes, "Would you?" Come with me and just, and just like that way, I have someone helping me move in, you know? And yeah. that was a big old soft. And I was like, sure, right? Mm-hmm. So then I call him a couple of weeks ago and I go, uh, listen, wh- what's going on with this Stanford thing? When are you moving in? He goes, oh, I move in on the 20th. And I was like, oh, oh, that's perfect. So I will go up with you. And then I was thinking, this is a perfect, because I'm going to, I was going to drive up in the car with him, right? Yeah. And then I was like, this is perfect. I get a one I can get a one-way ticket on that sleeping berth cabin. And I even yeah. looked and they had tickets available, 90 bucks. That's not bad. Perfect. You know, sleep, sleep my way home, you know? Easy. Yeah. So I'm like, perfect. And I go, so I go, what's going on with Thursday? I want to buy the ticket for the and I go, I'll see some friends while I'm up there and stuff like that. Um, because also Stanford's 15 minutes away from Adam Vaught. And Adam Vaught has an extra room in his house. He's like, you can stay there, right? Yeah. So he goes, uh, he goes, oh, um, yeah, let's do it Thursday. He goes, but um, my girlfriend's moving into UCLA, but her her check-in time isn't until 4 p.m. On the same day, by the way. Her, she's checking in on the 20th as well, but her check-in time isn't until <laughs> 4 p.m. I go, okay, what the, who cares? Right? He goes like, well, I'm going to help her move in. What? And I go... What he goes? Yeah, I already wrote an email to Stanford because he has to be in. He has to be like I don't know in class, but in a mandatory meeting, nine a.m. Friday morning. So he's like, I think what I'm going to do is help her move in, and then like at six o'clock, I'll just drive to Stanford, and then just like, um, you know, I'll just move in at like one in the morning. I go first of all, they may not let you do that too. Then I don't need to go with you if you're doing that. Yeah. He goes, Why wouldn't you go with me? I go because the point was that the parents. We're going to see, like, why would I just show up at one in the morning, a random old man help? First of all, they're not going to let you move in at one in the morning. Everybody's asleep. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's college. No, they're not. But no one wants people moving in at one in the morning. Right? But two, there's no point in me being there. Even if they do let you move in, I don't need to be there. Because there's no other parent seeing you move in. So, I don't know. We'll see what's going on with that. Anyway, so in men's group, I talk about the Cameron situation, right? Yeah. But they also know about this other person that I'm involved with, right? Yeah. They got so mad at me at this men's group. They essentially, mm-hmm. last week, right before I came on the air, that there was two hours of yelling at me. And they were very anti-Cameron and very pro the other guy. And they were like, you need to put 100% in that other person 
right? And they know everything, by the way. I know what you're thinking. They know everything. And they still think Cameron's a zero and the other person's a hundred. And I need to give that guy a hundred percent and not Cameron anything. Like, fuck Cameron. What's wrong with you? Like, like yelled at me. One guy yeah, literally I feel got, like I'm getting a Joe Batanz exaggeration, but I got you. No, one guy actually stood up and was like, like he thought, I can't find anybody. I can't find anybody. Okay, I mentioned Cameron's dumb long hair. And he goes, and you're talking about some guy with long hair and how it looked bad. And, and then you have between two people and I, you should give the one who likes you 100%. Like got really, really angry. Yeah. Not really. So it was kind of uncomfortable. Anyway, I'm seeing Cameron on Tuesday. <laughs> um okay well i look forward to hearing about the aftermath um cool i guess that's it nice catching up with you go to hell mike bye goodbye For listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. Never miss a week. Oh.